Hello and welcome to the Parish Podcast of St. Anthony of Padua Catholic Church in the Woodlands, Texas. We're excited to share with you Sunday at St. Anthony's, a homily message from this past weekend that we hope you'll find enlightening. Thanks for tuning in and praying with us. Crowds asked John the Baptist, what should we do? He said to them in reply, whoever has two cloaks should share with the person who has none, and whoever has food should do likewise. Even tax collectors came to be baptized, and they said to him, teacher, what should we do? He answered them, stop collecting more than what is prescribed. Soldiers also asked him, and what is it that we should do? He told them, do not practice extortion, do not falsely accuse anyone, and be satisfied with your wages. Now the people were filled with expectation and all were asking in their hearts whether John might be the Christ. John answered them all by saying, I am baptizing you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, and I am not worthy to loosen the thongs of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn but the chaff he will burn with unquenchable fire. Exhorting them in many other ways, he preached good news to the people. The Gospel of the Lord. Right now, my family, we're in a stretch that lasts from mid-November to mid-January, and that is a birthday marathon. In order, this is what we have. My daughter, my sister, another daughter, me, my father-in-law, my dad, my uncle, my niece, my father-in-law, my mom, my mother-in-law, and my youngest daughter. And all that partying is a lot of fun, but it's also a very fattening time of year for us. So, now in fact, today is my dad's birthday, so if you'd like to give him a birthday present, Please pray for the repose of his soul. That would be awesome. Now, even as my own age creeps higher and higher in number, I like the celebration of a birthday party. Because at the core of the celebration is a very simple message to the birthday boy or the birthday girl, and that is to say, we appreciate the simple fact that you exist. It's a great statement of love toward that person, and it's a time for rejoicing. Now for us, a birthday party usually has three main parts. That's the announcement of the party, and then the party itself where we like to talk and share stories, and then, of course, the giving of gifts. Now as we come upon the celebration of the birthday of Jesus at Christmas, the church is calling us today to rejoice. The fact that Jesus Christ was born is a time to start celebrating. And we have so many stories of love and victory in our faith, and we continue to receive spiritual gifts all the time from God. So let's use that framework to think about a birthday party for Jesus. First, the party announcement. Second, a story we could share. And third, a gift our parish will receive. So first, the party announcement. Now the coming of Jesus can't be more clearly announced than what we had in the readings today. Now, when you throw a surprise party, you know how there's always that scout to tell you that the honoree is on their way? 
They're in charge of that message that says, she left the office, or he's coming down the hallway, everybody hide. Now that's really close to the role of St. John the Baptist. He tells us, one mightier than I is coming. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And he makes sure that everyone knows to prepare. The preparation he recommends is a warning. If you're rich, you'd better share. If you're cheating, you'd better stop. If you threaten and lie, quit it now. In other words, we're supposed to live holy lives. Now, even though that tone of reprimand doesn't sound like a joyful announcement, the end of the gospel today, we heard that the gospel described it as good news. And that, makes, that should make us ask a question of ourselves. Do we consider the call to repentance good news? St. Jose Maria Escriva tells us, if we purify ourselves in the holy sacrament of penance, there can be no sadness whatsoever. If you haven't been to confession this Advent, make those plans. The prophet Zephaniah in the first reading is preaching a very similar message. He had spent the beginning of his book warning the people of God to repent. And now he tells them, the Lord has removed his judgment against you. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty savior. Shout for joy. The Lord will rejoice over you. Now those words feel more like a party. Now John the Baptist talks about the work to be done in preparation. Zephaniah is getting us hyped. And the words of St. Paul sound like the final call as the party begins. The Lord is near. Rejoice. So there we have it. The readings have us prepped. So second, if this was a celebration of the life of Jesus in my house, as soon as Jesus arrived, we would start telling stories. Now, for as long as I can remember, on my birthday, my mom told the same story. The story of how her tailbone was never the same after my big old head came through. So what stories do you tell at your birthday parties? Do you tell the story of how you got to the hospital just in time, or maybe you didn't make it? Or the time when, a ch when your child grabbed a lit candle on her first birthday, or maybe the story of a successful surprise party? So if you were hosting a party for Jesus, what story would you share? Maybe one of his miracles, maybe his resurrection story, maybe the story of a saint. Now, considering that today is the feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, I think it's a wonderful story to consider now. So back on a Saturday morning in 1531, a very religious Aztec man named Juan Diego was walking near a hill named Tepeyac, what, near what is now Mexico City. And he heard a voice call from the top of the hill, Juanito, Juan Dieguito. At the top of the hill, he saw a woman glowing as bright as the sun. And she told him, Juanito, the humblest of my children, know and understand that I am the ever Virgin Mary, mother of the true God through whom all things live. It is my ardent desire that a church be erected here. Go to the Bishop of Mexico to make known to him what I greatly desire. Go and put all your efforts into this. So I don't know about y'all, but when I hear about stories of apparitions, I think, why couldn't it be me? That'd be awesome if I got to see a vision. On the other hand, usually it comes with a big ask. And so here, there's this regular guy, you might even say an insignificant guy, 
this call to go talk to the Bishop of Mexico and tell him to build a church. So Juan Diego, though, was brave and faithful and he followed through. He went to Bishop Juan de Sumaraga and told him the story of the Blessed Virgin Mary and how she wants a church. And as you might expect, the bishop dismissed him and said, come back another time. Juan Diego went the next day to Tepeyac Hill and told Mary, she needs to find somebody else that's got more power and influence instead of this lowly and insignificant man. But Mary just sent him back to the bishop. Of course, when Juan Diego returned, the bishop didn't believe him. In fact, the bishop said he needed some kind of sign to demonstrate that this was true. And that was enough for poor Juan Diego. He had problems of his own and he didn't need this one. And so his uncle was sick. And the next day he decided he was gonna walk around the hill to avoid Mary. Well, Mary is smarter than your average saint. And she met him on the side of the hill where he was walking. And she said, listen and understand. Do not let your heart be troubled. Is it not I, your mother, who is here? Are you not under my care and protection? Do not let your uncle's illness distress you. It has already been cured. Go to the hilltop where you will find flowers. Bring them to the bishop. So Juan Diego went up the hill and even though it was a very cold and frosty time of year, he found roses all over the place. So he gathered them in his garment and brought them to the bishop. And when he presented them to the bishop by opening his white tilma, miraculously, the image of Mary appeared on his tilma. That's the image we now venerate as Nuestra Señora de Guadalupe, or Our Lady of Guadalupe, the patroness of the Americas. It's the same image that's right here behind me on the stand. Now when the bishop saw this, of course, he was now very convinced it was time to build a church, and he built a church that remains here today where the original image is viewed and honored as we speak. Now that's an amazing story. I love that story, it's wonderful, but it's just one of the many stories of God's glory we have. How many others can you think of? So third, at a birthday party, there are, of course, gifts. Now this year, our parish will be the recipient of a gift. And it turns out that this one is related to another story of Mary. You all know that Mary lived with her son Jesus in the Holy Land. And after his death, it's believed she lived out of years on earth in Jerusalem. Now she died and her body was placed into a tomb. But the consistent belief of the church has been that very soon after her death, Mary was assumed into heaven. That is, body and soul, she was taken up into heaven. And among the belongings she left behind was her veil. And that veil remains with us still today. Now, if you've been keeping up over the past several months, you know that as we've constructed the Our Lady of the Angels Chapel, we're also going to receive the gifts of relics of several saints. And those include saints like St. Saint Pope John Paul II, Mother Teresa, St. Thomas Aquinas, St. Francis of Assisi, St. Peter the Apostle, and even wood from the true cross. So we have some big ones. Well, we're about to add another huge one. A thread from the veil of Mary will be the 28th of our relics that are soon to be present in the chapel. Isn't that awesome? I bet you didn't know you'd get a gift today. So let's all be thankful for yet another blessing on our parish. So as we make our own preparations for Christmas, 
What kind of event are we planning? How are we announcing Christmas as a time of the coming of Jesus? Are we going to parties and eating too many cookies? Or are we like John the Baptist reminding our friends and family of the joyful fact that Jesus came to save us? What kind of stories are we telling? Are we just watching Elf on repeat? Or are we sharing joyful stories of God's action in our lives? What kind of gifts do we plan to give? Is it new phones and new clothes? Or like Mary, do we give the simple gift of our joyful presence to our loved ones? St. Paul tells us, rejoice in the Lord always. I shall say it again, rejoice. The challenge we're given today is for all of us to rejoice at the coming of Christ. And let's do that by announcing the joy of his coming, by sharing the stories of God's action in our lives, and by giving the gift of simply slowing down and being joyfully present with those around us. St. Anthony of Padua.